everybody, and welcome back to Pace the Nation. Broadcasting from Studio 1A here in Clarendon, downtown Arlington, Clarendon, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, my co-host to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Our friendship with um, Ovechkin finally paid off. I don't know if it paid off so much. He didn't bring us to the game last night? No, he didn't bring us to the game, and he didn't bring us a win either. He didn't. That's true. If you're rooting for the good guys. But Asics did. The Asics, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, to my left here is uh, a Flyers fan. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Are you really a Flyers fan? Sounds like you guys had fun. I'm glad the Flyers won. <laughs> yeah, well, it was fun until the Flyers won. Uh, no, that wasn't actually a personal invite. I, I don't know where your uh, signals got crossed there from Ovechkin. But uh, we did see o- Alexander Ovechkin last night. Not in the normal fashion that we see him at the happy hour, which I'm sure he'll be at tonight. Obviously. But uh, we did see... There's no game. There's no game. So, I mean, they are in town. Uh, so we did we did see uh, him play uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers and Docs. Uh, did you watch the game? I know you are a Flyers fan. Yeah, I watched the game. You did at home because I wasn't <laughs> sorry, invited. Sorry, even though that's my favorite team. <laughs> so, uh, we have to thank the good people at uh, Asics. Two thirds of the uh, podcast was out at uh, the the Flyers and Caps game. Yeah, sorry, Docs. I'm not thanking Asics. <laughs> I care less about Asics. I know. Uh, I I could see how you would you would say that, but uh, thanks to AJ Spencer and Greg for uh, getting us a suite there at the the Caps game. Uh, was that your first Caps game, Joanna? That was actually my first Caps game. Now, you've been to other ho- NHL hockey games in mm-hmm. the past. The Devils. The Devils games, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, this was your first. Uh, and, and Asics did it right. And we we gained, uh, I, I think, at least one new listener. 501. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, our 501st listener, AJ. Uh, AJ's head of specialty run for, for Asics. So, AJ, welcome to the program. Thank you for... Um, becoming a new listener uh docs is uh gonna expect an invite to the next uh caps game especially if they're playing the flyers hey if they play if we go to a a, a, a nationals game uh, they, the nats play the phillies a number of times so i'm just throwing it out there aj the phillies won the world series in 2008 that's okay. correct <laughs> and that's the first time that a philadelphia team has won a championship since 1980 1980 I was going to yeah. say Three. 80. I thought 81. So. 83. Okay, 83. I don't remember when the Sixers won. I think it was 83, but. I think it was 86. No, it wasn't 86. No, was it 86? Because 86. Is 83. I think the Sixers won in 83. The Phillies won in 80. Okay. I would not test Dox's knowledge. He's yeah, I don't know born, why I'm trying to play this born, game. I'm impressed with your, your sports knowledge. Oh, I do have a trivia question for okay, you guys. Okay, please. Okay, so it's. um the. The Georgetown Hoyas, the okay, basketball team, right, right. has made it to the final for five years. Five times. Five times. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the years? Wow. This is such a random question. 1985. Okay, that's one. Uh, they made it probably four to five years ago. I'd say late 2000. 1995. <laughs> no. No. No, 2009, maybe 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. 1996. I mean, uh, was you, it 1996 can, one? No, uh, I thought Iverson might have gone. Um, it's somewhere in the 2009, 10, 11 range. Yeah, you're you're getting too high up. All right, you got to bring it down. 
2007. Okay. Um, I don't know where this question's coming from, but we're not going to spend half the show trying to guess. But uh, give so us, give 1943. Us the okay. Mm-hmm. 1982. Okay. Oh, 1943 when everybody was <laughs> off to war. Right. Okay. Um, 1984 when they're national champions. Okay. 1985 and 2007. Wow. But I learned this because in the Verizon Center there's a flag with this information oh, on it. Okay. So that's how All I learned right. it. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, I might have done better at that if I was invited to the game <laughs> last night. Well, uh, next time. Next time. Uh, but the good people from ASICS did an awesome job last night. Great time until the Caps lost, of course. But that wasn't ASICS' fault. That was not ASICS' fault. That was more Ovechkin's fault. But um, that's okay. It was still a, a, a great time. Uh, next time, Docs, I'll make sure you're on the invite list. I've and, heard that before. <laughs> and I'm sure... Um, I'm sure Still we can waiting. make it. I'm sure we can make that happen. Uh, big show today, guys. Uh, we we are uh, excited to be joined by guest Ray Maker. Uh, he's of the website dcrainmaker.com. He is a fitness and tech blogger, also a former uh, fun runner for the Alexandria Pacers running store. So he's a former DC resident. I think he's in Paris now. Uh, we'll have to catch up with him and see what the heck he's doing there. But do even, I do I need to bust out my French? <laughs> I think he he is an American, so I think mm-hmm. that English will be fine. An American in Paris. An American in Paris. Is that a movie or something like that? I don't. I don't yeah. know. Uh, he was named one of the most uh, influential top fifty influential people in running by Runners World this past year. So we'll find out why from him. Where did I fall on that list? <laughs> Let me see here. Um, F- you, probably 51. Probably 51. Probably 51. Uh, the podcast and... Typical. And none of us made made the cut there, um, but uh, maybe next year. We also have uh, the Tweets of the Week Joanna's going to get into, some interesting tweets of this week. We have the In the News segment, um, which um, will be dominated by one subject. And uh, that's just the tease for the In the News segment here today. Uh, the Clarendon construction is ongoing, and we'll update you on what's going on with that. So a lot to get into on today's big show. And first off, we will have our guest, Ray Maker. He's going to join us via phone from Paris. Again, he is of DCRainmaker.com. He's a fitness and tech blogger. We're going to ask him questions about... Watches, Fitbits, Garmin's, anything, anything you guys want to know about gadgets and running, he's got your answer. And he's going to join us next on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now excited to be joined by Ray Maker. He is of the website DCRainmaker.com. He's a fitness and tech blogger. Also, Joanne and Docs, he was uh, voted one of the most 50 influential folks in running by uh, Runner's World this year. Ray, what's up, man? It's going good. Good. Nice to be talking to, to Pacers folks again. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, you, you, like you said, it's, it's good to be talking to Pacers. I met you, folks, again. I, I met you uh, at the... Uh, Pacers running Fun Run in Alexandria, uh, and you, you, your website is DC Rainmaker. Although you don't live in DC anymore, right? Um, that's, where that's are you currently? Live, yeah, I live now in, in Paris, France. Um, I used to live in DC for 
know, eight, nine years, something like that. And yeah, it was a, a regular at the Alexandria store there running on Tuesday, Thursdays, Saturday mornings, the whole bit. Uh, so many, many runs on my belt there. Yeah. Um, but then we moved about three and a half years ago or so. So what brought so, you What brought you out there? Uh, work. So just a, a work relocation okay. um, to Paris, which, you know, there's... There's worse places, I suppose. Right. Um, so it's not a bad, not a bad deal. How's your French? It, it depends on the topic. For some things, I'm really good. Like I've got food down. Okay. Um, <laughs> every ice cream flavor possible, I've got that nailed. Uh, but you know, if it's like uh, some sort of uh, complex house thing or like a political discussion, then not so much. So you have another uh, full-time job, because looking at your website, I mean, this is a pretty full-time job, uh, dcrainmaker.com, but you have another job as well then. I did until just recently. I okay. just last October, I switched, and I left my full-time job. I was a data center architect, and I went ahead and made the transition to doing this, this full-time now. So uh, it still feels just as busy as before. I guess I just got to control my schedule a little bit, but still, still pretty busy. That's awesome, man. So tell us about your website and what you do. I know you do a podcast. What other things do you do? Yep. Uh, so the main focus of the website is sports technology. So it's uh, everything from you know an action camera to a running watch to uh, bike technology and things like that. Um, I started off kind of being, or it started off being a bit of just a blog about me. Uh, so just kind of my usual, here's what I went running this weekend or what I ate, training, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's still a lot of that to this day. So I still have every Monday morning as my five random things I did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk about everything from, you know, what food I may have made to sites around Paris and just kind of what's going on in my life. Uh, but probably the bigger part of it is really the uh, technology reviews. So it's these in-depth reviews that um, are super detailed, you know, 50, 60 pages long if you crunch them out on a the latest running watch or, you know, whatever technology is that I'm reviewing. And I would say, I mean, and most would say, you become like the foremost expert in these gadgets. Like, how did you get that title or how did you become this? Yeah, I think just pure pure accident. Um, you know, I, I started off just kind of playing with the different watches and, you know, just using it as a normal runner would. And then over time, I think my background in technology kind of got me more inter- interested in it. And so from there, I just sort of escalated into buying the next watch. And, you know, before you know it, that, that gets kind of out of hand when you have a bunch of watches. And so uh, I ended up Taking one of these, I wrote a bunch of comments up um, to some coworkers back you know, now, like seven, eight years ago, uh, on one of the watches, kind of what I thought about it. And one day I decided to copy and paste that entire thing straight into a, a blog post. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being my first major review, technology review. And uh, from there it became really popular. That was the old Garmin Forerunner 305. Right. So we got a number of questions on some, some gadget stuff here. So that we can get into that. Uh, but. My my can, first, can we change gears? And, yeah. I mean, I know that was the intention, yeah. but I, the fact that he just quit his job and is, is know, uh, podcasting and blogging full time, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about that. I mean, that's what that's Doc's dream. <laughs> yeah, how's that? How's that? Be, how's that been? It's been great. Uh, you know, it's, I think I the week after I I quit work, um, I went ahead and decided to do French school. Um, every day for five hours a day. I thought that like I'd really get French immersion because the problem with my my job, I love it, but I traveled pretty much every week. So I could be in China one week and Brazil the next and New Zealand the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, having some sort of structured class around French would have been really tough to hold. Um, so I thought, well, and I go free time and do that. And that's 
that was a lot of fun. It was great, and I learned a lot, but it was just killing my day. So right. starting in, in January, I kind of went back to, I'm just going to focus on blogging for right now and kind of figure it out as I go along. And once I've got that more stabilized, maybe I'll add more French back into it. Um, so it's nice now. January was start off being a really busy month with CES, which is a big consumer electronics show down in Las Vegas. So, you know, new devices announced, like the Garmin Phoenix 3, for example, or right. with heart rate, that is. Um, and so lots of stuff comes out of that. So it's really crazy busy for a, a week and a half, and then kind of gets quiet now until, you know, that March time frame when the running season kind of starts spinning back up again. So I've uh, had Pacers for about a dozen years, and, you know, when I started, it was Timex watches, and there wasn't nearly the conversations that we're having now. It's turned into GPSs and fitness trackers and sleep monitors. What do you currently use as your GPS tracking device? It depends a little bit on, on the day, but it goes back and forth between the, the Garmin 4Runner 630, which came out this past fall, uh, and then the Phoenix 3, which came out about a year ago now. Um, so that's my kind of my running go-to uh, and kind of travel on all around with the Phoenix 3. And then for cycling, I really love the Edge 520. That's just a, a great little unit. So it's mostly Garmin, but you, you do you know way more than Garmin. Uh, I do, yeah. I, I review use. everything. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I've got like a recommendations post. If you go on the site, you'll see my 2016 recommendations. And for me, when I recommend products, it's usually for a given uh, um, segment or a person or a style of what you want to do. Um, so it's hard to say across the board what's the best running watch. You know, kind of the answer is, well, how much do you want to spend? What do you want? What are the mm-hmm. features? There's awesome running watches at 99 bucks, um, and there's awesome running watches at 500 bucks. Um, and they come from different companies. So I think you know, if you were looking to do a lot of stuff uh, in the trails, you might look at something like the Sunto Ambit 3 Series, for example, um, as well as what Garmin has. And you know, if you were looking at um, kind of a mid-range running watch, Polar makes a great option there mm-hmm. uh, in the 150 range. So there's a lot of options out there today. I think you know the big three are certainly dominating that market of Polar, Sunto, and Garmin. Um, but then there's a ton of other competitors that are getting into it, whether it be Apple with the Apple Watch or you know Android Wear, uh, Microsoft Band, things like that that are kind of non fitness companies that are are diving into that realm what are the uh, gps watch companies doing right and what are they doing wrong what what are you seeing i think you know right now the the biggest thing they're getting right is making that transition to being a smartwatch. Um, so that's that's critical for their their success long term um, and i think they're also not forgetting their their heritage if you will of being a sport and fitness company um, and so that's that's an area where they're they're getting that right. One of the things they're getting wrong, though, is that they're, at least I feel like they're getting wrong anyways, um, is they're adding a bunch of new metrics in, so stuff like running dynamics and cycling dynamics and all these sort of things, um, which are cool, but they're not telling you how to train or race by that yet. Um, so it's it's becoming a case of data for the sake of data, um, as opposed to how do you specifically use this particular metric, how do you train that metric to get better, and then how do you go ahead and have that metric mean something when it comes to race day. I do feel like I'm overloaded with data. I have the uh, the 235 Ray, and it's yep. great. Um, you know, it counts my steps, it tracks my sleep, it gives me my heart rate. But I don't even know how to harness that data. Do you personally harness all three of those metrics? Those in particular, the sleeping, the step count, and the heart rate. I think I do it a bit on a case by case basis. So um, steps for me is probably the most like. 
hmm, that's interesting sort of metric, but not necessarily one that I use a ton of training. Uh, the one exception would be if I'm tapering for a race, steps is a great metric to look at to say, you know, like like for a, um, a marathon, typical marathon expo, right, or a half marathon expo, um, you may go into, uh, you know, like, the Marine Corps Expo, and you can spend a lot of time walking around the day before your race, the right. day before your race. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you know it, you've walked like 15,000 steps looking at $1 <laughs> gloves, right? <laughs> right. Um, and, and that's something that people in the past wouldn't have thought much about that, um, except that has a real impact on your race the next day. Um, if you're supposed to be tapering and you're walking fifteen or 20,000 steps in the days beforehand, that's not going to be good for your race. And so those are sort of scenarios where steps can be really useful to athletes um, almost in kind of the inverse relationship what they normally would think of, which would be to walk more steps. Uh, sleep is really fascinating as well when you start trending that against things like resting heart rate. Um, mm-hmm. So resting heart rate's been something, you know, it's been around for, for decades, obviously, um, but people capturing that information was really difficult. Um, you had to sit there and, you know, either put a chest strap on and lie down on the couch right. and kind of, it was just, it was a pain, right? It was a cumbersome process, no doubt. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas now you have devices, whether it be from Fitbit or Garmin, um, Microsoft, Apple, others, that'll simply just give you your resting heart rate over the course of the day. It takes care of finding that moment when you're sitting there quietly, and it'll give you resting heart rate. And if you use that information kind of in conjunction with sleep, um, you can really see trends on, on kind of your health in general. So for me, you know, for, with work, if I was traveling a lot, um, I would see my heart resting heart rate start to climb. And I knew if I got above a certain level, then I would likely probably on the verge of getting sick, and my training would have kind of plummeted from there. Um, and it's not something that, you know, you can look at your resting heart rate after just one session and, you know, have an answer there. It's something that takes weeks or even months of data. Um, but once you have that, it's incredibly fascinating for for training and racing. So Fitbit has become this major player and a major conversation we have in um – you know, the stores these days, but that's not one of the ones that you had talked about. I'm sure you've sampled some of their stuff. What what are they doing well, and why are they such a big player in the market? So they do an extremely good job at targeting kind of the mainstream market of um, people who just want to step more, essentially, walk more steps, um, and be very social in doing that. So the fact that you can have groups and leaderboards and all that kind of stuff um, is something that it resonates very well. They sold roughly 12 million devices last year, um, so a lot of devices. And, you know, they, they've carved out that niche. They were kind of one of the first mainstream players in that niche, and they've done, done a great job. Um, they've expanded now into, you know, a year ago into the Fitbit Surge, which is their GPS watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's not a bad option. It's a, it's a decent GPS watch, um, but it also has an optical heart rate sensor in it, and their particular implementation of that heart rate sensor is not terribly awesome. Um, so it's not going to necessarily give you super accurate data. And for me, you know, if you're going to use a heart rate sensor, then it should be accurate. Um, otherwise, you're just you're kind of chasing butterflies. And, and you feel better about the Garmin heart rate sensor than you do the Fitbit one then? Um, I'm not sure if I go that far. Right. Uh, <laughs> I would say that there, <laughs> there are different optical sensors in the market. It's probably one of the most interesting areas right now of technological advancement is everyone's trying to stuff an optical sensor in there. Um, and it's actually kind of funny. We're seeing this almost slight decline in accuracy levels of optical sensors in the last six or 12 months as these mainstream companies try to add um, their own optical sensors as opposed to using some of them, the previous major manufacturers that have done this for a couple of years and really nailed sport and fitness. So in the past, 
you know, you may have seen like the Mio Link or the Scotch Rhythm Plus is optical sensor bands that you could wear, and mm-hmm. that would rebroadcast to your, your Garmin or whatever watch you had. Um, but and those companies are still doing awesome stuff. They're the most accurate optical sensors out there now. Uh, but companies like Garmin and Polar and others are trying to do their own thing, and they're not really being that successful at it. And Fitbit's in that same category. So. Uh, a lot of a lot of our our listeners and and runners out there obviously are listening to music or podcasts. Listen to our podcast. Listen to your podcast. What devices are out there that uh, accomplish you know everything that you, you you know all that we've talked about plus music that you like that are that's out out there on the market. If, I think if you're looking for sort of that those those three great options in my mind that you you know starting with kind of a, a budget option. I mm-hmm. think Polar with their um, M400 GPS watch is a really solid option. Uh, it doesn't have doesn't have music in it, but it has smartphone notifications. It has steps. It has GPS. Um, it's been out about two years now, but it really is kind of that workhorse of the that budget category. Um, if you step into the the mid range, uh, you've got Garmin with their 230 and 235 um, units, and those are uh, sort of replaced like if you have in the past a 210 or a 220. Um, those are that same range there. Uh, they include all the smartphone notification features and activity tracking and uh, the things that you could expect from a smartwatch, but also have all the deep fitness integration um, that you would have had from a typical GPS running watch. And then as you get to the top end, uh, you look at things like the, the Garmin Phoenix 3 or the 400 XT. Um, both of those are great for multi-sport athletes, but they're also just as good for uh, you know in the trails or marathon running and um, that sort of uh, longer distance um, sport is no problem there. In that same camp, I'd also look at the Amba 3 series as a, a pretty solid contender. So none of those really have the music. Is there something out there that's good that has music or podcast availability? Yep. So for for music, uh, I would look at the TomTom Tom Spark. Um, so that just came out this past fall, and they kind of did the same thing with others. They took their existing TomTom Tom cardio unit and then stuck an ability to uh, store music on it, and they also stuck an optical heart rate sensor on there. Um, now, their optical heart rate sensor is good. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's reasonably good in most situations. Um, and so I think that's one that, you know, if you're looking for music, that's absolutely the direction I would go at right now. The only other music option out there is the Adidas Smart Run GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a couple years old now. Uh, it uses the old Mio optical heart rate sensor as well, which is great because it's a very solid optical heart rate sensor. But the challenge with the Adidas Smart Run GPS is that it's a bit bulky. So it's kind of like one of the old multi-sport watches, like almost like the size of a 305. It's, it's kind of chubby. So I'm a big Apple mark. Uh, I've got you know the iPad and the iPhone and the MacBook, but I don't have the uh, iWatch. Uh, tell us about the iWatch. Yep, so with the, the Apple Watch, um, it's, it's kind of funny because it's, you know, obviously they've, they've marketed it as being a fitness-focused uh, as well as being a day-to-day watch. And I've been using it now. It's on my wrist right now. In fact, I've been using it for about six months or so uh, since it came out. And it is a awesome day-to-day, you know, business, just general life-type watch. It's great at that. Um, but when it comes to fitness, things start to fall apart a little bit. So, you know, if you go out for a run, you have to take your phone. Um, and if you don't take your phone, then it uses an accelerometer. And what I found is that, if you're running like a long run, the accelerometer data, um, data for distance and pace is reasonably accurate. But if you're doing intervals, for example, mm-hmm. um, or trail runs or anything that's kind of outside the norm, then that's where your distance and pace starts to fall apart a bit. Uh, and the same goes with the optical heart rate sensor. It's great for a long run, not so great for 
um, intervals and things are changing pace rapidly. Um, that said, I have no doubt that Apple's going to get it right eventually, um, and usually sooner rather than later. So I think everyone's kind of looked at this as their, obviously it is their first generation watch, uh, and their second generation watch, there's plenty of rumors. It sounds like it's going to be more September now than mm. um, people are talking March, but that's going to be, I guess, like a color and band type update. Uh, but I think we'll see, you know, the next unit will probably have GPS in it because the current one does not. Uh, so probably looking at the fall for something along those lines. Yeah, I think that was a big miss. I think the GPS will make a big difference. I think so. I think they've also got folks kind of introduced into the concept of it. And, you know, we've seen a ton of um, third-party developers develop apps for it. And that's really the strength of that watch is all those apps and the marketplace right. around it. Um, so, Ray, you use a lot of Garmin products. So I'm guessing that you like the Garmin Connect feature of them a lot. But can you talk about Garmin Connect, Map My Run, Strava? Like, do you use any of these? What are your thoughts on them? How do the watches connect to them? Yep. So I I don't use Garmin Connect a ton. Um, I think Garmin makes really good hardware. Um, and there's their website's all right. I use their website purely as a vehicle to get data somewhere else. Um, so they have what's called their auto-sync feature. So it'll automatically sync your workouts to a platform of your choice. So that can be Map My Run or Strava or Training Peaks or Sport Tracks, and there's, there's many out there. Um, so for me, I tend to send data for, um, you know, like my legit training log is in Training Peaks. That's kind of my, I've been using it for, for I guess, I don't know, five, six years now. Um, so all my, like, official runs on there. At the same time, I also sync data automatically over to Strava, and I use that as sort of my social sharing platform for runs and rides and whatever else I have. Um, I think, you know, sites like Map My Fitness with Map My Run and, and RunKeeper and others are, are great options. Um, for me, I don't get the amount of analysis that I want out of those sites, mm. um, but they're, they're certainly, I use them for lots of little things like simply mapping a run, for example. So, Ray, when you lived in D.C., where did you run when it was snowy outside? <laughs> Um, depends on how snowy it was. Oh, it was so, really snowy this past week. What if they named it? Yeah, they named it like Snowmageddon or Snowzilla. That type uh, of snow. So we actually, so I remember, what was it, four or five years ago, we had the, we had the first Snowmageddon, right? The one that was like three feet. Yeah, there. that's that, yeah. Like, I think um, that was so, uh, yeah, late yep. 2000s or so. Yep. Yep, exactly. So for us, we actually ran, before they started plowing the, the, the roads, um, too much. We actually ran on the road. So on, on Eisenhower Avenue there uh, in Alexandria, we just ran because there was nothing out there. It was great. Um, and at night, especially, it would be quiet and nobody out there to run and just use the act tracks and things like that. Um, of course, once cars start getting on the roads, then it's, it's tougher to do that. Um, so it really depended on where I wanted to go. Um, there's not a lot of good options because a lot of the trails aren't actually plowed, right? Like right. Mount Vernon Trail and all that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes your best bet is honestly going into D.C. and running around there because usually a lot of sidewalks are plowed um, or at least, you know, shoveled and things like that. Um, I have a question about the blog's name. Yep. So uh, your last name is Maker, so I'm guessing that's where the Maker part came from, but where did D.C. rain come from? <laughs> so you know how, like, when you're choosing an AOL screen name, like, <laughs> two decades ago? Right. You sat there and Do you know, you Joanna? Have, like, Exactly. So you're like, ah, oh, Rainmaker wasn't available. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, I'm living in D.C. You put that in there. Ding, available. And that was that is the full extent of my blog choosing selection um, process. Pretty scientific. So, nice. Very scientific. Had I realized I would move to Paris someday, right. I probably would have thought it through a little more than that. 
But, you know, when you're getting like six people a day visiting the blog, <laughs> didn't really think of it at the time. So you were named uh, one of the 50 most influential people in running. Pretty impressive, man. Um, was that a surprise? I mean, there's, there's people on this list like, I don't know, it starts with Usain Bolt. Um, you know, there's Mo Farah. There's, you know, Shalane, like stars in the sport. And then you see Ray Maker. Was that a surprise or how cool was that for you? That was pretty pretty amazing. I did not know that was coming at all. Um, it was funny. Back in, I think, June or July sometime, they asked me to send them a picture. That's all they said. They just said, hey, we got a, a piece coming up. Can you shoot me a picture um, of you? And I'm like, I don't even have a picture of my, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a cheesy selfie or something like right. that. I'm like, can you shoot us a proper headshot? I'm like, uh, I don't know. So right. uh, my wife and I went outside in front of a bush and shot a headshot right there, like just simply took a photo and sent it to him, and I didn't think anything of it until, I guess, two months later or so. I got kind of a, a few people started sending me tweets and stuff saying my name was in this. I'm like, what? And they, uh, you know, snapped some pictures of the magazine. So that was that was pretty crazy. It was totally unexpected. It's really cool. Is there any sort of award ceremony? Do you get flown to, uh, I don't know, headquarters and meet all these running luminaries, food? Some, some sort of meal? I don't know. No, I'm not aware of anything. I was hoping for like a lifelong gel, yeah, uh, exactly. you know, supply or something like that. But uh, no, I, I went to the store like everyone else and bought the magazine. Right. And, uh, so it would actually worked out well because I was going to uh, kind of the trade show sweep of Interbike and a few other things out on the West Coast um, then. So the first time I saw it was, oddly enough, in the uh, Chicago airport, you know, like little news paper stand or whatever it's called. Um, so, yeah, it's the first one I saw in real life. You say you bought one. Did you just buy one? How many did you buy? <laughs> I think I have two. Two. Um, we were in Run and Washington, like, and I go around and take every single one. Yeah, every I time know. I see that, that I copy of Run Washington, I have <laughs> right. stacks of them in my house. That's probably valid, yeah. yeah. I I bought one, and they got all crinkled up, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll put it like in a frame or something. So I bought another one just to to try to get it back in one piece. That's awesome. Well, you're on Twitter. It's DC Rainmaker Blog. You also have a podcast. Tell about tell us about your podcast that you do. Yep. So I've got a it's a kind of sports technology focused podcast. Uh, just simply called the, the DC Rainmaker Podcast. Um, again, very original naming here. <laughs> and the the focus on that is people can call in with questions. Um, so the other co-host basically will won't show me any questions. So I don't anything ahead of time, and they're anything sports technology or sometimes not really sports technology questions. And so it's kind of like a, I can solve your problem sort of thing. Um, nice. So it's fun. It's, it's totally different and random each week. Uh, and it's been kind of been a neat little, little thing to do over the last year. So it's a lot. All right. So you can call in live. So our listeners, if, if they want to call in live, when would be the next opportunity to, to hear you? We post on Monday, so we're posting a couple days out, but you guys do a little differently, a little more. So what we do is we actually do a, it's like a, a mailbox sort of thing. So okay. people call in, and it goes into a mailbox um, that I don't see, but just then the other host does. Um, and then they're played on the air, and I hear them for the first time on the air. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So uh, that way we don't have to time zone thing. I get a little bit crazy, and uh, my organizational skills are not <laughs> um, strong enough to do live shows. Oh, that's, that's super cool. Well, Ray, um, I, I really appreciate you joining us. When's the next time you're going to be here in D.C.? I don't know. I need an excuse to come out. i gotta, I got to find something. 
Um, I haven't been there in a little while. I've been about a year, I think. All right. Well, but, next uh, time, next, yeah, next time you when you find a reason, um, we'll definitely have to have you in studio for sure. And that'd be uh, awesome. You know, talk about the latest and greatest. All right, yeah, that's perfect. that's Ray Maker. Uh, he's a DC of DC Rainmaker. He's a fitness and tech blogger. Ray, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks a lot. All right, there he goes. That's Ray Maker. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back here on Pace the Nation. All right, great stuff there from Ray Maker. Appreciate you joining us from Paris, Ray. Um, again, you can find his website on the World Wide Web. I think it's www.dcrainmaker.com. Do you need to put the www in front of it anymore? Mm-hmm. How else? How else would the browser know that you want to go out onto the World Wide Web? <laughs> I think you just put in DC Rainmaker too. I should have asked him that question. Uh, but no, interesting interview with him. Hopefully. Uh, We'll see him back uh, sometime soon at the um, Alexandria Fun Run. And maybe uh, some listeners can go talk to him and ask the, uh, some questions that they have for themselves uh, next time he's in town. Or hit him up on that Twitter handle he gave us. Yes, you can hit him up on Twitter. Good call, Docs. Thank you. Uh, it's DC Rainmaker Blog. You can hit him up at DC Rainmaker Blog on Twitter. All right, guys, this week in the news, as I teased earlier, there is just really one topic. The GOP debate tonight. That we got to get into. Uh, it's not related to, that's not related to running other than the fact that the moderator is trying to run every single day. Is we, it the same moderator or was that for a different GOP? Yeah, debate? the moderator now tonight is Megan Kelly. Now you're going deep. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Uh-huh. I don't think tonight's moderator is running every day. So, so tonight's debate <laughs> okay. is not... Running uh, related. R- not running related. So that's not what's in the news. No, therefore, that is not what's in the news. Therefore, no. with, the, with the PTN qualifier, it's of no interest to the hosts. <laughs> exactly. No interest to the hosts. This is in the news, all the news related to running that's interesting to us, the hosts of Pace the Nation. That I mean, we're aware of. That we're aware of. Yeah, I like mm. all the qualifiers. Uh, this week, it's the snow, guys. The snow dominated... Uh, the news that dominated uh, all of our running lives, and it was difficult to really get around. And it was great because you just turn on your TV and watch people talk about what you can see out your window for like, they're, they're disrupting, like, I couldn't watch Judge Judy. Yeah, I know. Because... <laughs> 24-7 news coverage. Yeah, yeah. No Judge Judy this week. Uh, it was, that was tough. Because they had to tell me that, that it's snowing outside. Um, NPR actually had a list of words and phrases that their producers did not want them to use on air. Really? Yeah. I don't remember all of them, but it was things like white stuff, old man winter, um, bundled up, all these so no cliche- cliches. Yeah, no okay. cliches, basically. Oh, Farley would be I out. I hate that. <laughs> Farley would cliches. be out. cliches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm like the uh, old guy shaking his fist. And NPR just got one step further Get away that. from, Farley, from <laughs> yeah. Farley. As if it wasn't far enough uh-huh. away already. Yeah. But one step further. So now they're way, way down mm-hmm. my list mm-hmm. of uh, things I would listen to. But, uh, well, it, it was a big uh, snow week for everybody who really wanted the snow. Dox was in that camp of I was, I was wanting excited. a lot yeah. of snow. Um, I was in the camp of, I think I guessed on this program, I said five inches. I think something like that, two and or five. You were like maybe seven inches or something. I said seven, although I wanted more and I thought we'd get more. I didn't want to hope for it too much because then it wouldn't happen. So. Well, it, it happened. 
and Doc's got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, as per <laughs> usual. Other than that Caps game last night. Um, you, you do get what you what you. Well, want. I don't know that he knew it was happening. That's so he I did. We talked about it on the show before, and <laughs> I hinted that I wanted to go, and you guys were like, "Okay, yeah, blew them off." Yeah. Uh, the snow came in full force. I don't know how. How did you get? Docks has got a pretty long driveway mm-hmm. at the Docks Estate. Mm-hmm. How did you get that thing cleared? Also, I had cleared the roof. You cleared the roof as well. Yeah. Wow. You have to because uh, otherwise my walkway in, in the front door, all the, all the snow melts and the gutters right. iced over and then it just drips over and then you get a sheet of ice on the uh, um, front walkway. Right. So more impressively than, than uh, clearing the, the, driveway. the long driveway, I climbed onto the roof and shoveled the snow off the roof and chipped all the ice out of the well, gutters. Well, it's a good thing that wow. there wasn't the Judge Judy on because uh, you would have been... Inside, glued to the TV. Glued to the TV, mm-hmm. right. So you're, you you must have put hours and hours. How many hours do you think it took you to do all that work? Well, I also went out and cleared sidewalks and neighbor's driveways. Wow. Good Samaritan docs. No, I did it for cookies. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He is a, a big snack guy. Uh, did you actually get cookies from any of the neighbors? Yeah, one of my neighbors gave me cookies. Are there any cookies left? Yeah. All right. You want me to you want me to go home and get them? That would be kind. That'd be that'd be nice. Well, I actually think he might have brought some in his uh, bag. He's running out of the studio right now and going to grab some. Now, Docs has a snowblower as he's just left the studio. Uh, so I think we should have let listeners believe that he was out yeah, there shoveling. Yeah, actually shoveling yeah. the. Uh, but he's got a he's got a state of the art snowblower, and he actually does have cookies. He must have had those in his car. Wow. Are these yeah, chocolate, frozen. chocolate chip? Yeah, they but they're like, like, she made them with like all these alternatives to butter. Right. So it's healthier. Yeah. It's a healthier chocolate chip cookie. Joanna's tasting right now. She seems to be enjoying it. So thank you, neighbor Docs, uh, for the cookies. Uh-huh. First time I've ever met that neighbor living I'm not here for. Surprised. Yeah. Uh, since 2007. <laughs> First time we've ever talked. So. I just let the cat out of the bag that you actually have a snowblower. Yeah. Um, state-of-the-art snowblower. Did you use the snowblower uh, on the, the walkway? Yeah, that's why I did. Next, I, I did the walkways neighbors. all the way to the end of the street. Wow. I was trying that's to be impressive. a good neighbor, except I like was out on Sunday morning at 7 in the morning. Really? Well, people probably like, it's my one chance in the, uh, ever to sleep, sleep in. Sleep in, and, and he's got a perfect this. excuse, and I'm like, mm, you know. <laughs> well, you... Uh, that that is a good thing because in Arlington, where Docs lives, you can get uh, fined for not having the sidewalks cleared in front of your uh, in DC too in DC as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that there's there's very little sidewalk that belongs to my property, right? Or, or that would be attached to my property. So, right. So I'm fine there. Well, you did have to clear out, uh, you know, enough space for for you to actually walk and potentially run. Did you? Um, you know, clear it out so you could get out of your house and go for runs. I don't run anymore. Oh, I wanted. To, I did want to get an update on. Uh, mm-hmm. So then you did not actually go down to the Dublin and Trail nah. and see if it was cleared. No. Nah. Why don't you run anymore? Because I'm hurt. Still injured. Ah, that's too bad. What's What's the injury? Remind our audience. I hurt my back. Yeah. All that snow blowing. <laughs> well, it's good that I got had the snow blower because I don't think I could have shoveled <laughs> right. that much. But but I have been like doing. All my strength training and everything like that and stretches and stuff like this. And and, uh, so I had like a really bad week with my back and then now my back is is, uh, feeling 
much stronger right now. Well, it wasn't a good week for running, so the fact that you couldn't run... Uh, no, it's depressing that I couldn't go out and run. Well, that's, that is true. That is that is true. It it wasn't a great week for running, but there was some good running to be had. I know, I Joanna, think it, yeah, it was a fine week for running. Yeah, you were out there. Uh, tell us about some of your runs. Trying well, to bring this back to to running the in the news segment to to running here. Well, Dox's running is also in the yeah, news. That's, no, like that's, that's true. That's relevant. No, no doubt. Yeah, thanks, Father. <laughs> but you were out. Uh, you were out running on Saturday during during the snow, right? Uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. I didn't. I ran inside on Monday. Okay. Yeah. So how was it when when the snow was pelting us on Saturday? Um, well, that's that's a, a lot of. Fun. I only did three miles, um, but I I like running in the snow. I think that it's a lot of fun. Um, and there was enough people that had been walking around and trying to drive on like 14th Street that there was a, actually a lot of roads that you could run on, and it was just nicely packed down snow, and it wasn't like slushy and slippery, and it was, it was great. So you were running basically in the middle of the roads. Yeah, there's not very many cars. There out. was probably zero. What time did you run on Saturday? You must not have run at your normal normal start time. No, I didn't because I got up and I shoveled and then um, Luigi and I went back to sleep and then uh, I took Luigi with me. We went for like a three mile run around 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were afraid he would get out if you were gone? (laughs) Right. Uh, No, Luigi loves the snow. This he's so excited. This is his the best week of his life. Yeah, I, I ran at, at about 9 o'clock that morning, but uh, had a hard time trekking down to the Whitehurst Freeway and met some um, met some Pacers running folks there. Uh, we had a it was a bit of a running. small crowd. It was a small crowd. Um, <laughs> one, of those, one of the things about planning an event, uh, yeah. advertising on a podcast that does, isn't released two days later, right. uh, tends to make the crowd small. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, we there was live and learn. There was four of us. Yeah. Live did and you learn. run for twelve hours? No, I did not end <laughs> up doing that. Jenna, uh, how was your shift at the Whitehurst? I, I was hoping you guys would forget kid about that harebrained idea. Uh, uh-huh. We didn't end up doing that. We just had four of us out there on on a run underneath the Whitehurst, and ended up doing a couple laps underneath the Whitehurst, which is a great running spot. Again, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this last week. For anybody who is looking for cleared. Uh, roads uh, when the snow's at the worst point, the Whitehurst Freeway is, mm-hmm. is always there for you. Uh, there were some drifts that you know because the wind was pretty bad. There were some drifts. The wind underneath. was cr- yeah, the wind was real bad. Uh, so there was uh, there was issues there, but uh, for the most part, it was pretty clear. And we also went went out, uh, ran by the Kennedy Center and back, and basically right down did, the middle of the road. Did you see the retweet? I think Steve retweeted it. The GoPro time lapse of the morning run. Yes, I mean I would say, can I say her name, Lauren Gabler? Sure, just Lauren did. Gabler. Mm, so then the answer is no. I can't say her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she, that was kind of, that was pretty cool. She she tweeted the the video of her running around DC in the snow. Now they claim it was time lapse. She may have been doing a workout. I don't know. You know, it could have been a tempo run. I think. Yeah, uh, you you had some questions on that whether yeah. it was a time lapse or not, right? Yeah, but I did see I did see Steve Lyko in the video, so they they ran into each other at some point in the video. If you, you if you blink, you'll miss it. But right. uh, that that was really cool, and she ran by the uh, Kennedy Center twice. Yeah, and just just like running down the road, which is kind of cool. It's kind of kind of the cool thing, or another cool thing about running in the snow. You really do own the town. 
you know what? I can't stand the snow, but that is a really cool part of 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 that Saturday and Sunday. There was basically no cars out there, so you could run right down the middle of pretty much 395 if you want. Well, I wouldn't recommend 395, but other main thoroughfares, mm-hmm. I would say you'd be okay running pretty much anywhere. Well, and during Snowmageddon, we did run on 395. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, so well, there were skiers on 395. Yeah. I mean, it was totally shut down. It took them a long time to plow it, too. But this year, um, we were better prepared for the storm in D.C. Yeah, and I actually think uh, they did a pretty good job. I've been, even though I heard Boston ridiculed us. Yeah, I th- I feel like typical Boston. I feel like other everybody who's from Minnesota or Boston mm-hmm. or wherever always says, well, you know, if you had a real snowstorm, well, you know what, this was a real snowstorm. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in, from Minnesota, Alaska, Antarctica. Thirty inches is a real snowstorm. I was up in in uh, Canada in November once, like north of North Dakota, mm-hmm. in 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 the plains, and we they had a a snowstorm not unlike this one, and I asked, "Were well, they going to plow the roads?" And the, the the Canadians they were like, "Well, we don't blow our budget in November, <laughs> right?" So, so they, just, they really didn't plow the roads. It just, was just like people driving over, driving over, yeah. put some chains on your tires and go. I think this was pretty impressive, the way that D.C. handled this snowstorm. Yeah. Well, if you watched uh, any of the local news channels on Monday, uh, lots of people disagreed. Well, uh, it's an issue of budget, right? Like, D.C. is not going to spend a ton of money on snow plows and road treatments because typically we don't don't need those things. And D.C. is not really set up to handle, like, where, where are we plowing the snow? There was there was a uh, a lot of people that were complaining, or at least they were showing all the complaints that their neighborhood hadn't been uh, plowed in Where three days. Where were they going? No, but I was like, I was like, I, I mean, sorry, uh, but we didn't, you know, the plows didn't come through here until Monday. Mm-hmm. People in my neighborhood were out shoveling, trying to create space. You know, Dox was out snow like, blowing the the main road. Like, what are you waiting for? Right, I agree. Well, I I didn't get plowed until. Monday night and I like where I don't understand like why people needed to get to their cars where are they going to go most of the roads were not clear and if there was an emergency you call 911 and the National Guard will pick you up in a Humvee they, they actually would yeah actually, oh, I know the yeah. next the next block over for me they did have um, one of my neighbors had a medical emergency and they di- they just took the fire truck right through all the snow so they can they'll they do it through yeah. yeah if they need to well, there is some good running paths that have been plowed. I if you them. if you want to get your street cleared, yeah, then uh, grab your roommate's phone and dial nine one one, right, uh, and call call in a fake emergency, and then that's the, genius. Yeah, and then it's on your roommate. It's on your roommate's not phone, you. so they're going right. to get in trouble, not that's you. A good call because you wow. definitely will. Somebody definitely will get in trouble for calling nine one one. Absolutely. Yeah. For a fake emergency. For a fake emergency, yeah. Right. Uh, good idea from, clear. from from Docs. That's mm-hmm. that's Docs. Yeah, that's that's Docs talking. Yeah, Joanna about. would rather classify that as a great idea. <laughs> uh. Right, uh, but there are some places to run now that uh, the streets have been cleared and you can no longer run down the middle of the road. The I've been running on the Crescent Trail, so if any listener can get to the Crescent Trail, which is right by the Whitehurst Freeway, right underneath the Whitehurst Freeway in Georgetown. It's pretty much clear, I think, all the way to uh, Montgomery County. So even if you're looking to do a long run this weekend and wondering where you can go, uh, it's good running out there. Did you run on it this morning? I did not this morning, but I have been the last couple of days. Uh, I didn't get my morning run in yet. 
Because this morning there's though. a little bit more ice than there's oh, been the there? past few days. Yeah, because the snow is melting and then it got cold last night. Yeah. All right. But it's going to be warm, so I think it'll all be melted so by you, this weekend. You treadmilled on Monday. Where else have you been running? As we sit here on Thursday, where'd you run uh, Tuesday and Wednesday? Um, basically all of my other runs. So uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday were on the mall. So the okay. mall's mostly clear, and where it's not clear, enough people have been running that, again, it's just packed down snow, so it's pretty good to run on. Yeah, so I I would say uh, tweet us your at Pace Nation. Tweet us the spots where where you're running. Let us know. Do us a favor uh, because the Crescent Trail, the mall, but I'm sure there's other spots out there. And my final comment on the snow: I'm really against the hashtag Make Winter Great Again. Yeah, I don't because winter that. has always been great. Just because these people are bandwagoning on winter, <laughs> winter's always been great. Yeah, I, I like winter. I don't like 30 inches of snow winter, but. I love I, it. I, I agree with you. I, I also don't understand, and this is m- my final word on the on the snow here. You mentioned Snowmageddon a few years ago. They're mm-hmm. calling this Snowzilla. Like, what's the difference between Snowmageddon, Snowzilla, and why? Why they do they need? Have to they have need have yeah, they need a different name. So that when you get old and you talk about the different storms, you can differentiate between them. I, I mean, in '82, when Georgetown won, you know, the mm-hmm. uh, national title, was there a? Was it 1982? I believe it was 1984. All right, '84. <laughs> 84 when they won the national title I'm just I'm just picking a, a year early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there a title for that snowstorm that year? Probably not. No, because not. they didn't have Twitter and no hashtags. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's true. It was just the blizzard of <laughs> whatever year. Yeah, exactly. For for a long time it was the blizzard of Okay. Yeah, cuz there was a big blizzard in 96 or 97, mm-hmm. so right. it's like the blizzard of 96. Right. I guess so they all mm-hmm. mesh together if you if you don't hashtag them. All mm-hmm. right. Fair enough. Twitter's made our life better. Well. <laughs> yeah, ish. And of course, you can tweet us at Pace the Nation, and Joanna may read your tweet uh, every week in this segment of Tweets of the Week. So before we go to Tweets of the Week, Docs wants to read an email. Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, show related. Got an email from uh, one of the guys in Kai Shai, mm-hmm. who's a who's a loyal listener. Okay. Uh, he wrote me first thing Monday morning. And he said, just started listening to the new show. Now I realize why I, too, have been sick for about three days since the <laughs> g- gift give. Not been sick for almost a year. Wow. Well, Docs, you must have got him sick. I was healthy at the, at the gift give. So then I asked, uh, I asked a couple other guys. And uh, lo and behold, other people got sick after the gift give, too. Hmm. Must have been hmm. something in that water at that Yankee swap. It seems like there's a patient zero. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's not point fingers. I can't say too much more because uh, we are planning a class action suit. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, I be part of that? Because I'm starting to feel sick. Are you? Yeah, sure. If you want. He also sent me, he, he said, uh, the podcast normally is my go-to on morning dog walks. This is the scene this morning. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Wow, that is a good shot. Looks awesome. All right, thanks, Joanna, for uh, indulging me <laughs> on, on this week's PTN emails, since we don't actually have an have email segment. segment. Right. Uh, thank you for, for uh, attaching that to your Well, if we get enough Twitter's, emails, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll add that to the agenda. But uh, back to the tweets. Back to the tweets. Um, so first, we'll start with Kevin King, K-Daddy, who said, A great t-shirt would be a Pace Nation logo and the phrase, no asterisk needed on it. Mm-hmm. When are those going to be made, Farley? The stickers took about six months, so I would say, I don't know, 
maybe eight months for a shirt like that. But oh, I thought we'll, we were we'll going to go two years. No. <laughs> eight months. Eight months from now, you will have your asterisk. Can, uh, I, can I order a medium now? Uh, you know the reason why I don't really want those shirts to be made, so <laughs> to, in full disclosure. Um, I think they would be very popular. No, I think they would too, no. yeah. Answers no. All right, well. You can you can like, like twist my arm tonight at the uh, at, at the podcast happy hour. Uh, again, just like the Whitehurst Freeway, this is posted <laughs> right, next Monday, true. so, so they're <laughs> not going to have a chance to. <laughs> they point. won't even know about this, uh, yeah, but they can point. chime in on Twitter and put in votes uh, for no asterisk uh, needed T-shirts. Yeah, that's a better idea. Um, so my dad tweeted in about his, uh, he's got a Vivo fit, which is appropriate since we just talked to Ray. Yeah. We just talked to Ray about the Vivo fit. Mm -hmm. So my dad said so far this month, I have clocked 164,941 steps. Um, boy, are my feet tired. Dad jokes. (laughs) Hashtag. Um, one of my dad's other favorite jokes is if you're like, Oh, I'm hungry. He goes, well, I'm dad. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is uh, dad joke. And I love those cliches. That's a cliche dad joke. Right yeah, there. it is. But, hey, it's all good, Peter. Okay. So I've got two tweets from JBM, Jog Turan. Mm-hmm. So JBM says, no way could I wait until episode 74 to binge again. Was impressed that the episode got out this week with Blizzard 2016. Well, thank you. Yeah. They also use Mostly thank you to Docs for getting mm-hmm. it out. And that's true. But, yeah. Well, let's, let's be honest. Uh, as long as there's not a power outage, the blizzard makes it easier to get the show out. That's true. <laughs> no Judge Judy, so he's got plenty mm-hmm. of time yeah. to edit and get it out there. Do you really watch Judge Judy? No. no. <laughs> um, JVM also said, thank you for picking my tweet. My brush with fame would love to run the four courts for a miler if the Olympic trials spot are gone. Unfortunately, the Olympic trials spots are gone, JVM. Sorry. But the snafu, snafu at one of the other stores. Somebody <laughs> yeah, gave think, that spot yeah, away yeah. already. But oh. the, the four courts spot still available. Just reach out to Joanne and she will hook you up. Yeah, I can do that. Yep. Um, so we also have oh, um, Chris Jatan tweeted in with some of the music videos that were requested a while back. He's catching yeah. up on podcasts. Okay. So he suggested Mark Ronson feel right. Okay. Featuring Mystical. And he said the kids are also on Travis Smith Antidote. All right. And Joanna, how are those two? What's your review on those two <laughs> videos? Uh, She's not sure. Yeah. I was going to say, we need to do some research this week. Uh-huh. And uh, I implore the listeners to also do the research on those uh, two hot videos that are out. And we'll give a review next week. Yeah, we'll give a review next. We need a week to to yeah. think it Well, over. last last time it gave us a, a suggestion, we stopped the show <laughs> and we watched the right, video. Right. Unfortunately, we're on a time crunch now, yeah. so let's so we let's postpone. Let's keep moving yeah. on here. Next week we'll talk about those. Um. So Andrea R said, "Oh no, I'm two episodes behind. Good thing I'm traveling. I can binge listen on the plane." I like. There's a, like a lot of binge listening yeah. going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, and I think that probably a lot of that binge listening got done when people were. Uh, in their houses when judge judy was out. preempted <laughs> right, right. <laughs> judge judy getting a lot of run on today's show mm-hmm. uh so you'll remember our last episode we had dixon mercer on to talk about the olympic trials preview and we talked about teal who has always just said well i'm gonna do this and then she achieves her yeah. goal so she tweeted in and said so pace the nation thinks i don't dream big enough all right then going for the gold it is all right wow. hashtag seriously kidding hashtag or am i 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Teal. I don't know if she is kidding or not, but I'd love to see her make the podium in uh, mm-hmm. Rio. I mean, we're talking about Rio. We're not just talking about the trials. I know, we're yeah. We're talking about yeah. making the, uh, the, or winning the gold in Rio. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I do love that she aims high. Um, so we also, guys, have a, a new prolific tweeter who's giving Kevin King a run for his money, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that's Leanna. Mm-hmm. Um, so she does tweet differently than Kevin King. Well, she she uh, goes by the mantra, quality over quantity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't say it. <laughs> um, so first, Leanna weighed in on the dog bath question, and she said, LOLing about London's bath money. For sure, you got to deal with $35. I pay that in Detroit for my golden retriever puppy. I stand corrected. Okay, if 36 is the going rate, then, you know, I'm sorry to... Uh, have bad mouth that unnamed business. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I can admit it. How big of you? <laughs> Thank you, Docs. Um, and we also found out what her job was. She said, "On a break from feeding the panda." Yeah, I have an idea. Let's not. Let's go back to no fact checking. Pontificating is much better without the facts. I, I'm surprised we were able to actually nail what job she had. Well done, guys. Uh-huh. So while we make the asterisk T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> We can also make the uh, we make feeding pandas more interesting. That's a good. I like that one better than the mm-hmm. asterisk. We can only do one. Let's just do that. one. I like the asterisk better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Leanne also had a good question about gear that we're going to get to next week. Um, but I like that people are tweeting in with questions and yeah. comments. Um, Abs- absolutely. And I like that people are spreading the word about the podcast. So we also had a couple people, Scott Silverstein and Bernadette K, that are spreading the word about Pace Nation. I definitely appreciate that. The Scott Silverstein uh, conversation about spreading the uh, uh, the word was pretty good. The I guess a friend of his was looking for a podcast to listen to on a run, and he, he made the statement that the podcasts she's listening to are ones you really have to pay attention to, try something less serious, <laughs> and then he suggested our show. Right. Something less serious. Yeah, something right. you don't really have to pay attention to. You can just uh, passively. Not so serious. Yeah, just passively listen to us. Sounds like we have our third T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can only make one, so I'll get your decide. votes in. I'll, I'll decide which one that is. No, thanks to yeah, thank you for Scott and uh, Bernadette for spreading the good word. Uh, that that is that is really cool. It's it's because of listeners like you guys spreading the word. Uh, that we uh, that we do the show and that we're getting more and more traction, so we really appreciate it. And if you know somebody who would be interested, uh, you know, tell them about Pace the Nation. Make them listen, <laughs> or make them listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and so for the second week in a row, we have a tweet of the week. Drum roll, please. Okay. So um, we were talking about... I thought you were going to talk like before the drummer yeah. was done, so oh. I was waiting for you to go. That's pretty and good. Then it, was, it was pretty... I mean, that was pretty well done without being prompted. Well done. Uh, and well, then she gave me like this kind of like, hurry up and finish. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so last week we were talking about Chris's experience at the uh, dock washers. Yes. And so Carter tweeted in and said, at Rum Pacer, you know what they say about boats and mobile dog washing. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> now there's where you need the rim shot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I good like tweet. That. Yep. that was a good tweet, Carter. All right. It's that time. The Clarendon construction update. 
The update is there's not much of an update. Uh, we we should, good segment. <laughs> we should be we should be starting the actual construction uh, Monday. So as this podcast hits the airwaves, uh, we're hoping that there'll be some hammering and uh, demol- dem- demolition going on there in the uh, Clarendon store. We still will be open though. We still will be open, so uh, you can come by and and you know get all which whatever you need. Uh, all your running needs can still be fulfilled. Uh, but we'll just be operating out of the office, kind of in the back. Right, and you get a five percent discount if you help hang drywall. Five <laughs> percent is a little generous, but yeah, I like that idea. Uh, but yeah, so that's the update. Uh, hopefully, uh, a bigger update next week, and we'll be tweeting out pictures from uh, uh, at Run Pacers. Uh, to show you what's going on at the Clarendon store. Uh, that was a good segment. I'm not sure if that little information was worth getting sued by men at work, but <laughs> good to hear. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We, of course, have a location in New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey, Joanna's home state. So if you're up there, if you're a listener up there, uh, check us out there in Palmer Square in New Jersey as well. All right, guys, good show. Uh, Thanks again to Ray Maker. He's of the blog DC Rainmaker. You can find him at DC Rainmaker blog on Twitter and DCRainmaker.com. Enjoy talking to him about uh, watches and other running tech. Uh, so that was cool to sit down with him. Um, hopefully uh, you, you guys uh, can get out and run this week in the snow. A lot of snow talk today. But um, hopefully this week will be better running for, for you guys and, and our listeners. Uh, look forward to the happy hour tonight. We'll have an update next week. Should be a fun time. And thanks, you know, I'll, I'm going to preemptively say thanks for everybody who joined us. It was a great time. All right. For Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docks, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week. <laughs>